Welcome to the Athletic Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Evans, strength and conditioning coach and owner of Evans Performance. This is a podcast tailored for athletes, coaches, and parents interested in every facet of athletic development. Join me and guests from around the world as we dive into game-changing tools and expert insights covering strength training, performance enhancement, and long-term athletic development strategies. Uncover the keys to elevate your athletic potential, drawing from trusted resources to safely and effectively navigate your training and build your athletic edge. Um, firstly, thank you guys for taking the time out of your schedule. Thank Alex, you. I know you're busy uh, you to be much. here. Pretty much, I think me and Javier last year had a quick conversation <laughs> on the side, and I, that sparked my idea of, like, it'd be great if we could record that, something similar. Yeah. And, you know, everything here is about getting the education in from abroad. Like, obviously, we don't have all the professionals here, so when we have the opportunity to talk to the likes of you guys, <laughs> it's just a, a great opportunity for us to capitalize on. Um, so I just think it's important as... Strength and condition is growing here, um, and in the last four years, you know that I've been here, I've just definitely seen an increase in it. So I just wanted to kind of get a little uh, piece of your knowledge and everything, and put that okay. out to the world. Um, so first, we just get started. Your quick background, what you, uh, where you've been, all that sort of stuff, and where you are now. Start there, yeah. <laughs> first of all, thank you very much for the invitation again. It's a pleasure to for us to be here one more year and. Yeah, this year it has uh, been a very good season. I continue in working in Real Madrid with the uh, this year with the under-19 team of our Beloas team, uh, player and now a coach. And it has been very good uh, season because uh, the players have won uh, the league, the Kings Cup and Super Cup. So very successful year and they are very good generation and apart from that, from the soccer, you know that I continue as a head of medical services at Spanish Basketball Federation and now in this moment we are preparing with the female team the Eurobasket and then at the end of August, September, we have the World Cup for the male. So now we are working hard, preparing all this and it has been my, my year this year. So, good. so yeah, in terms of the background and wh where do we come from, yeah. Yeah. in my case, uh, I studied uh, sports sciences. In Spain, it's physical education, but now with the change of the programs, yeah. it's a sports science degree in the University of Spain. And then I did my PhD in sports science, applied to football, like phys physiology applied to football. And since I was young, I started working in football mainly fitness coach or strength and conditioning coach and also as an assistant coach and I work in semi-professionals and professional teams in Spain for around 10 years. Then I also, to complement, I did a, a degree in physiotherapy and just this was around 2010, I had a, the chance to move to England to work for Manchester City. So I worked two seasons there in England, UK, with the Manchester City first team and then I came back to Spain because I had the chance to work for Real Madrid, where I stayed for nine years, eight seasons. The, I started in the academy as the head of strength and conditioning with the academy and working for the second team. And from 2016 to 2021, six seasons, I worked for the first team. So I had like a different experiences. Most of the, my experience has been as a fitness coach, strength and conditioning coach, uh, but always in my case, applied to football. Yeah. yeah. So. In Spain, because I know how it is, you know, in North America um, and a couple other, even the UK, but in Spain, 
like you said, your background obviously is a PhD, master's in, in sports science or physiology. Is that something that people need if they want to go into the, to that role? In Spain, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. Because sure. in order to to be qualified as a professional yeah. in any professional league in Spain in football, yeah. you need the degree in sports science. Yeah. If not, you cannot uh, work in that. So that was a very important thing. This was done like 20 years ago. And it, I think it was like a, a very a good achievement from the first fitness coaches we had in Spain. There's a, a very powerful aso association mm. and all the clubs in Spain, professional football, you need to be uh, have a university degree. And is that something you start, so say you finish your degree, do a lot of people get into like an internship with a football club, kind of work their way up, or is it more just go straight into a full-time job? At the moment, it's difficult because uh, at the current moment, there are many people studying. Uh, yeah, it's becoming very, it's very uh, yeah. popular. The, yeah. the problem we have, like in the last 20 years, is we have the same number of professional teams yeah. in the league, exactly, yeah. and we have uh, 10 times more students. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So there is no there is no so much space for everybody and that's why there are in the case of Spain Portugal European uh, uh, countries yeah. there are many students going abroad to work as fitness coaches yeah. not only in Europe but the Asia China yeah. Saudi Arabia those emerging yeah. uh, football mm, countries for example in my case I'm a doctor a sports mm. doctor but in, in sports science they are combined and studying both with physiotherapy or more masters to have more specialization yeah. uh, to reach their objectives yeah. yeah and that's one of the things that I think can and hopefully will change here is you know, just getting the, obviously the education to know that that's a career path that somebody could take because um, even when I was going to school I, yeah. you think physiotherapy or even if you want to go into sports medicine or something but I didn't get exposed to any strength and conditioning as a real job until I because I played in college in the states and that's where yeah. I first got and then did multiple internships your degrees masters all that sort of stuff courses congresses back. exactly so it's not you know just going and getting a, a quick certification and then working with high level athletes or even youth athletes in that case also in Spain now at the moment uh, like when I started 20 years ago, it was only the role of fitness coach, the yeah. strength and conditioning yeah. coach. I think now in professional football in, in Europe and in Spain, uh, almost all the teams they have at least two, three, even four, uh, like uh, sports scientists yes, degree yeah. related. You have people in charge of monitoring the training workloads with the GPS. Mm -hmm. You have people in charge of uh, working in the gym with the players, more more yeah. the strength part of the yeah. training. Yeah. You have people related to the recovery yeah, or rehab exactly. of injuries. So there are more specialized. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think in, in at the 20 years ago, there was just one pathway, yeah. and now, now it's open and, and there are more exactly. And, and, last, and last week I was in a course and I, we had um, a student that I, from Slovenia, and he asked me how can we I can reach to be a medical doctor yeah. in a team. Uh, because he he was just studied the master in uh, training and sports nutrition, and he wanted to know how to. But I explained to him that uh, maybe he he can uh, start in a in a local um, team or local yeah. club. Then, for example, in my case, I started in the in the um, Madrid um, like. Uh, not uh, local FA. yeah local yeah. FA yeah, yeah. and in in these cases and, exactly. and I, I I told him that keep going to congresses and decide and meet people too exactly yeah networking is a big part of it as well yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so I guess starting from we'll go strength conditions yeah. side first but actually medical as well so 
youth level, so coming into, say, Madrid's academy or something, are there any assessments like an FMS, this, that, and the other, that you guys are doing, and what are you kind of getting from those as far as the players are concerned? Uh, from the fitness point of view, mm -hmm. there are not so much, uh, let's say, uh, physical tests to, to, yeah. to, to, to enter the academy, but yeah. once you are in, I think uh, at the moment the most important thing is uh, assess the movement quality of the players. Yeah. That's yeah. The, the thing I think we've changed the mentality in the last 10-15 years from going to quantity. At the beginning it was more like yeah. endurance test, yeah. uh, Cooper exactly. test, yeah. Kuznavet, Jojo uh, yeah. test. Yeah. And now people are going into the uh, another direction into move, into quality test. Yeah. How do you move? How, you, how do you land? Yeah. Uh, change of directions. Exactly. So I think there's a change of mentality in the way uh, the fitness is conceived in football and also in the way the in players are tested. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Is there anything on that matter? In my, in my case, I think that uh, now we are more specialized mm -hmm. too because years ago uh, in a club there weren't uh, in either doctors or, yeah. or physiotherapists just uh, giving people massage or massages. Mm. And so now I think that uh, we are uh, building in different clubs a um, complete structure of mm -hmm. it. And, have, uh, and I think that now we have more importance inside the, um, and the relation, for example, with the coach too, because he asks us, how, um, apart from the physical coach, of course, but with, uh, he um, I always, for example, in my case, ask uh, my opinion of the players and, they, for example, uh, after our, uh, an injury or, or mm. during the training sessions to see if uh, it's up to or not to play, for example, for the Yeah, uh, exactly. And in some of uh, the, I guess testing probably isn't the right word even yeah, for yeah. just looking at That's mechanics and stuff, yeah. but is that something you're looking at just when they're, say, warming up or going through a strength session or any sort of session with uh, the players? Or is that something you're directly, um, you know, having a, an altitude drop and seeing how they're landing or one teaching of the, them? One of the major changes when I first started working for Real Madrid was 2013. From the under 13s to the lower players or younger players, from under 13 to younger, there were no fitness coaches at all. Mm -hmm. So. The warm-up was there was a coach and assistant coach, yeah. so the warm-up was carried out, but the, and it was everything football-based. Mm -hmm. Then we in that year we started to introduce fitness coaches from under 13 to under 9s, and then uh, like five six years ago we introduced a specialized fitness coach or uh, conditioning coach who is more only related to movement quality. Mm -hmm. So there's one per one. One coach yeah. only, and he starts working with the under six, which are the younger players yeah. in the academy. Only focused on running technique, on movement yeah. behavior, all these kind of, of movement patterns, yeah. learning. So I think that's the, yeah. a very important like change a, in the mentality. Yeah. Training uh, culture, no? Culture, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Because now I think that they, uh, as Javier says, apart from the warm up. Or well, for example, we work with the, uh, our physios and physical and rehab coaches. With the, um, at, at, the, at the beginning of the season, we make a different biomechanic tests mm -hmm. and different medical tests. And we detect uh, asymmetries, etc. that yeah. we can work as preventive works at various exercises before the training mm -hmm. session. So I think hey, that now yeah. we, we can... Ten years ago, there was nothing yeah, of nothing. Yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There were no physios in the... In, for the lower, I mean, lower levels, yeah. under 13, yeah, uh, lower, yeah. there was nothing, no fitness coaches, no physiotherapists, no doctor, and now there is a whole setup and they are treated 
yeah. similarly as the... And have you kind of seen it over the last 10 years, the players that would have been under 13s 10 years ago have kind of, there, there has yeah. been a difference yeah. in, yeah. in their movement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the, I think it's in all the countries, not only Spain, yeah. but oh, no, yeah. Yeah. UK. Yeah. People are paying more attention to the academy yeah. players. Yeah. And the way that you are developing athletes, uh, but not only focusing on that moment, but on a long-term yeah. development of the players. Because in January, I was actually in uh, Vienna at a LTAD uh, conference with Des Ryan and, and Mike Young and some of those guys, and they were kind of saying the same thing as far as their implementations. Um, obviously, Des was at Arsenal and, and yeah. all that, um, but it was pretty fascinating to see the, the changes. Um, speaking, you mentioned even just running technique, and, and whatnot. is that becoming, in the world of strength and conditioning, yeah. running it, Technique as, and, and speed sessions and things like that are becoming a little more uh, popular now. Okay. Obviously, it's not just specific to yeah. track now. Yeah. It's kind of, there are benefits you can see yeah. to getting, obviously, proper technique, but then sprinting yeah. at, at full capacity or less sort of stuff. Is that something that uh, Madrid is doing as well yeah. for in, you guys? In this case, uh, we are doing it, or mm -hmm. we are doing it. We started to, to focus on, on that uh, kind of how or the running mechanics, or yeah. movement, quality, change direction, mm -hmm. uh, landing. Yeah. But uh, always you have to take into account that the training time, the available training yeah. time is limited. Yeah. So you are talking about that, uh, let's say, like an under, under 12 team. They yeah. train three days a week for yeah. one hour and a half. Yeah. So you get like three boxes of 15 minutes. Yeah, true. So, so you got okay. yeah, to take the boxes. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. you are working on yeah. it, but yeah. It's not like an athletic session yeah. where they have one hour only to yeah. run for running. At, at what age do they go almost full time into like the academy full, system? Full time, full time, only yeah, yeah. only yeah. under nineteen. Yeah. Under nineteen, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as we we train in the mornings, uh, like the yeah. second and the third team of Real Madrid, mm -hmm. they train in the mornings as a professional. Yeah. And then uh, under eight until the youngest ones in the afternoons, and they yeah. come an hour before. Uh, to prepare everything and to have this type mm -hmm. of sessions in, in gym, and then they have the training session of football because we don't have to yeah. lose the. So as far as that, would they, if the younger kids that would do a few sessions at, at Madrid, and then obviously I assume play for a club team or school team or anything like that, do you guys take into account those extra sessions and workloads uh, and stuff that there? And how do you kind of deal with that? At least this is something that's happening in Spain. I don't know in other countries, mm -hmm. as we spoke before. Every day there are more people with a degree in yes, yeah. sports science, physical education. Yeah. So you're starting to find lots of personal coaches. Yes, yeah. Uh, Apart not from the, yeah, the away from the one. club. Yes. So yeah. you find not only, uh, let's say, not only physical coaches, but mm -hmm. technical coaches. Technical, yeah. So Same in basketball yeah. and other things. Yeah. So you find like uh, technical uh, players going on a Sunday morning yeah. with a technical coach yeah. to work on the passing on drills. And you, you find players that they can go. Not so young, but they go to... And goalkeepers, too. Goalkeepers, yeah. 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 So there's... Uh, one, of the most one of the most important changes is the mentality of the people. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, 10 years or 15 years ago, the players just, okay, I play football and I go home. Go home yeah. And now, uh, since they are very young, they have this mentality of working hard. Yeah. And, yeah. and not only from... It's not, the, improving. Yeah. it's not only the... Let's say it's not only... It doesn't come only from the players. It comes from the environment. The yeah. agents, the yeah. parents. The mentality of the players is, is much more professional, even if they are under 14s and under 14s. Yeah. How have you seen with, so as far as the younger um, kids and kind of just overuse or growing injuries, so Oshka Schlatter, Severs, yeah. all those sort of things, how are you, one, addressing and dealing with those and is it something that 
the club has to take into consideration as far as their overall workload and no, what they're but doing? There, there are moments in the where they are growing up yeah. that we, we yeah, exactly. find this, and yeah. this part of the exactly. development yeah. of the exactly. Yeah of the players so yeah. it's true that we find this type of uh, or, uh -huh. or uh, sever and uh, apophysitis yeah. of this yeah. type uh, while they are growing up and then uh, we have to work for example in this case of the sever sometimes they have um, overloaded mm. uh, yeah. calves for example yeah. or so we have to uh, to uh, treat this type of pathologies because mm -hmm. you, uh, find, you will find it for sure sometimes before sometimes later because it depends on the maturation yeah. of the of yeah. the player but uh, I was gonna, do you guys also use any sort of like growth maturation uh, charts, charts yeah, or yeah, biobanding anything like that sometimes it depends on the position too for example in goalkeepers or defenders yeah, yeah. that we have to make the um, x-ray in the uh, wrist yes okay yeah and we check the mm -hmm. um, the ossification yeah. and the uh, you can um, predict more or less. Yes, okay? yeah, predict, yeah. Sometimes it's not yeah, for it's not. sure. Yeah. But if you predict with the um, with this type of uh, test, and you know to the the height uh, of the parents too, yeah. of this you can make a yeah. a prediction. And, yeah, exactly. Um, and then yeah, uh, it, this is the way that we that we work, yeah. and and well, that, yes, that in, is in, I think this. Not only going to, into the question, but as you said before, I think there's something very important in this in this area, which is related to the philosophy yeah. of how you approach the training with the young players. And I think club, football clubs, because I've been talking mm. people all around the world, they are going too, into an early specialization too early, yeah. very yeah. early. Yes, yeah. And I think they should be changing the approach and be go more general, yeah. show them players how to run, how to how land, to, yeah. how to uh, jump, different, jump yeah, different uh, movement patterns, yeah. and then go At into the football. Beginning. Because if yeah. you go too early into football, yeah. okay, you get a high performance very soon, very soon but at high. the same time, your performance is going to... Of course, degree. we find more injuries because they are practicing yes. more time, yeah, more, exactly. more, more hours. Yeah. So. The amount, yeah, the amount of injuries example, in the, the academy... the ACLs, for example, yeah. Yeah. is the, the worst one, yeah. I think. As, and even what I've found is for some of those sports that are they do specialize on, even like swimmers, for instance, yeah. or, or anyone else, um, when you're dealing almost with parents, it's like parents want everything to be as sports Especially, specific yeah, 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 as possible right. in the gym. And, and sports the specific. This <laughs> yeah. sounds like, you know, they're they're 12 or 13. Yeah. Like sometimes we need to tick the boxes but, in the gym that aren't they're not doing out there. Yeah. So it may look completely yeah. different. Yeah, and I, I think that it's very important to have yeah. a good and and serious message to the parents it, too. Oh, for sure. That yeah. they have to uh, trust in the in the club for yeah. sure because yeah. they uh, they have their structure. Um, of course, if they want to improve uh, something in specific it's okay yeah. to have have it outside yeah. but uh, yeah. i think that they they have to that, they have to have fun too because yeah. sometimes the, the, the kids suffer too yeah, i think it's a problem of education of the people around the sport yeah. Yeah. because with under 20 i mean with the young players under yeah. 10 under 11 yes, yeah. uh, they are training with the team football specific training which is very specific and very demanding in certain parts of yeah. the body and when they finish they go to doing extra technical work which is even, more yeah. demanding in growing players yeah. in, in structures that are not developed uh, correctly developed because of their age and they're increasing the load in the same tissues exactly and that's generating lots of injuries. exactly so people are reinforcing the same injuries and if exactly. you get the injury profile of the academies you see that some injuries are uh, very common in players which never had injuries at 10 11 yeah. 12 exactly. years old. yeah so because and there's even like they, 
they think they're okay because they're 11, 12, and then yeah, they yeah, do get older, that. and then things start to hit the wall. Yeah. And there was a, I read this season, uh, a couple of, more, last month, there was a, um, there's a, like an association of the football players, professional football mm. players, and they're detecting that like Vinicius, Pedri from Barcelona, yep. they've played with 22 years old uh, or 21 years old yeah. as many minutes as people did with 25, 26. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. people, uh, those players with 21, 22 years old, they are getting a, a training volume in, in uh, which they are not prepared because yeah, they are very yeah. young. Yeah. So let's see what happens with their body. How, how long can they uh, tolerate those demands? And, and what happens also is then they're spending so much time playing that strength and conditioning is the first thing no, to No, no, be, because you, you can't know. That's, that's and it. then it's and like, well, you're just low, 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 yeah. but nothing's that's being done. The balance. Um, exactly. You lose the balance. Yeah, no, no. So that's the problem. It, it's definitely something, I, I think that's worldwide, obviously, that's happening. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is But there's interesting. The, as the players, in, in that case, let's yeah. say older players, agents, the marketing deals, yeah. the, there's a lot the, of the commercial behind they them. Have to just they have to play. The, yeah, they have to play. They have to play. They have to play. Even we are... We are on the, the example is we are on the 9th of June, June. now tomorrow is the Champions League final, yeah. but next week there is the, the Nations in Europe, the Nations yeah. League, so yeah. people, people players are going to be internationals, yeah. they're going to finish the season on the 20th of June, and in Spain at least many teams are starting the season on the 3rd of July. Yeah. So, sure. and this summer is without World Cup, without Euros, or without... So yeah. you see that they are getting yes. two, three weeks, and they are going. Their players coming from six, 65, 75. People, yeah. a World Cup in December. Yeah. No, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. Especially the last few years with the World Cup being shifted yeah, but and everything. It, yeah. it's, it seems as it's gonna be like a never-ending loop. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's not stopping. All the coaches, top coaches in the world, they are. Uh, alarming about this fact, mm -hmm. but nobody cares. They put yeah. in more games, so yeah, and it's pressure on everybody. Pressure, so yeah. it's just and, and you see the same pattern with the younger, yeah, younger, younger, exactly. younger players. So, so even building on that, take away the the strength side of the gym side of things, even just the conditioning side with yeah. youth players, whether it's running laps or sprints yeah, yeah. or this or like, how do you guys approach that side of things? Where you know, do they really need to spend the last fifteen minutes? of a hard session doing more runs or no, what's part of the season like I that. think that you uh, but this is the most difficult thing yeah. you need to have an holistic approach to all the training yeah. and you need to think but that's sometimes you have your ideas as um, let's say a strength and conditioning coach yeah. but there is also the club philosophy yeah. because you as a strength and conditioning coach can say okay I want this player to be unloaded in this part of the week or in this week in this mm -hmm. month but then the club has a different idea because they play an important game yeah. where they have to win the under 14 because for the club winning the under 14 league is very important it's huge. and yeah. for the coach and the, you can tell the coach not to put this player but he wants to so it's not so easy unless I think the most important is that the sporting director or the academy director has the ideas very clear mm -hmm. but that's not very common yeah <laughs> and at the end of the day you know where you're working or you're working for the head coach and the directors and everything yeah. else Keep but it because happen. you the have medica, to yeah. win, so exactly. from the medical you have the same problems. Yeah, yeah in, in yeah, in our case, uh, I think that we have uh, standardized uh, protocols, mm. and uh, but of course you have to individualize too uh, yeah. during the season and the um, um, give uh, priority. For example, yeah. it depends on the on the moment of the season, the type of uh, um, the type of game we have and. Uh, for example, with an injured um, player that they imagine we have the youth league or mm. this is the, like the champions in under-19 uh, 
we have to to uh, negotiate with the with yeah. the coach uh, the the days of uh, yeah uh, of recovery. So and even actually, I'll touch on that after. <laughs> Quickly rewind. You mentioned ACLs, and obviously you did work with uh, the women's team as well. Yeah. But men and women, what is kind of your or not your, but the the club's approach to preventing as much as possible. Yeah. Obviously, it's just risk uh, reduction, but yeah, yeah. is there anything that you guys are doing or taking into consideration? I, I think that the female uh, soccer, um, uh, female football uh, yeah. is increasing a lot too. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, the, I started um, working for the, the local um, federation and then with uh, Real Madrid too and mm. the um, and national team in, in futsal too. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the structure is getting uh, better, and and I think that we are working so hard in all this, uh, studying more in the menstrual cycle, for mm, example, yeah. uh, studying more with the strength and uh, uh, for for the girls uh, to yeah. avoid the ACL yeah. rupture, yeah. that is uh, yeah. the worst one because yeah. of the our anatomy and the laxitude of yeah. the ligaments. Yeah. So, but I think that we have to in in all the clubs. They have uh, to make a, a specific protocol of strength for the for the girls too. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, to to try, it's a multifactorial yeah, um, exactly. injury, as, as we can try to minimize things. Yeah, to yeah. work on it. It's yeah. Because is better. is it more recent that the the women's teams or the girls teams have been involved in a strength and conditioning program versus yeah. when you know? And I, and I think it's also related. Um, because there are some factors that you cannot control. Yes, yeah. But there are also the things that, the small things that we can control are related to, as she said, with the strength and conditioning and with the neuromuscular control yeah. of yeah, the movement. Yeah. Because yeah. you find, especially as you said with the females, that they, are, they don't have the, that background of playing yeah. football because it started later yeah. Or, yeah. and they go straight into yeah. football. Mm -hmm. They don't have that movement control yeah. and that in the landing, change of directions. Yeah. Uh, the type mechanics. of the of the grass too, the yeah. natural artificial. I would say, do they mostly play on yeah. artificial and or adapt the, yeah. 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 Adapt the the boots to the yeah. sure yeah yeah. Sometimes but we find this this yeah. problem too. Yeah. But that more or less, I think that it's something that we as physical coaches we can work on the neuromuscular mm -hmm. activation, motor control of the of the players. Then, unfortunately, we can find cases that, as yeah, this year well, we had that are maybe a yeah, yeah. crash yeah. with yeah. another yeah. Um, player or... Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, that's how do you guys build in, we also touched on the recovery, but how does the recovery part built in and, and what does that look like for, say, a youth academy player or, or a 13-year-old versus a 16-year-old versus someone in the 19s? Yeah, mm, for example, after a match, yeah. we, uh, it depends that, uh, for example, we are playing at home or outside, mm -hmm. we usually travel in the same day after yeah. the match. Come back, to, yeah. Yeah. And, and the first moment we give them, in this case, under 19, that are um, older than yeah, the yeah. youngest ones, yeah. we prepare a recovery uh, yeah. with a, like a meal yeah. But it's true that uh, what I always say is that mo the most important thing is the good diet, not yeah. only the uh, artificial yes, things, yeah. but yeah. it's true that when we have a lot of uh, games in a week, 
or at least two, or yeah, yeah. Uh, we have to try to recover as soon as possible. Mm, yeah. So we uh, use this type of uh, recoveries, and um, they are, uh, sleep good too. Yeah. But sometimes it's difficult, or maybe or because of the result, or because that you are reading yeah, uh, yeah. the news, or mm. looking at what has, someone has someone commented said, on yeah, you, yeah. or all these things. Then um, we try, for example, with, when we are at home, we try to make um, contrast with the um, uh, ice pads or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and for example the day after uh, we um, make like um, two two groups one of them that the players that they haven't played and the ones that they have to recover yeah. so we have had a massage with the physiotherapist then uh, some uh, mobility in the warm-up room yeah. and then they finish with the um, in the hydrotherapy tube to make in yeah. a contrast or yeah. all these things I think in the, especially in professional sport, like uh, NBA basketball, yeah. Champions League football, when you play two, three times a week, yeah. I think in those teams, the figure or the idea of the recovery coach is going to be even more important than the training. Yeah. Because yeah. recovery is more important than yeah. training because you don't have tra time to train. Exactly. Only if, if, you, if you are playing every week, if you're yeah. not playing, you if can, you are yeah. in the bench, okay, yeah. you have to train. But if you, are, if you have a starter, basketball, football, at that level, yeah. the most important thing is recovery. So I think that that area is the one that is going to be more specialized in the next years because people clubs are demanding from people yeah. specialized only in recovery, only in my, um, using all the, the things you have. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, as far as I know, the two, let's say, the two topics which are the most important to address in recovery are sleep and nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They are the, the, the ones that have been the demonstrated most, more effective. Yeah, exactly. Everything else, if, if those aren't correct, yeah, everything else it. is kind of So people, many times, they are, okay, they do many things, but they don't address the two main topics, yeah. which yeah. are uh, sleep and nutrition. But they, for example, uh, players prefer to go home in the same night mm -hmm. till, for example, they spend the night in a hotel and after that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because they want to spend more time at home yeah, exactly. than in a hotel. Yeah. Because at least we are... Well, that's the typical debate yeah. between science and practice. Yes. yes. Yeah. What, what you in, read in, in the classroom, yeah. this might well, be great, when but you in read, reality, everybody's clear yeah. that it's best to sleep in the hotel and then train yeah. in the morning yeah. and then yeah. go back and then home, go back. but, but no you have to yeah. uh, and, and with obviously sleep and nutrition being so important at the especially at the younger levels is that something that you guys really try and uh, educate the players on as far as you know what is decent nutrition obviously their kids there's gonna be things that happen but you know trying to get as much fuel as possible and as much rest as possible mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, what? No, 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 I mean with the academy, yeah, they, they do ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, nutrition talks. Like yeah. We, yeah. Yeah, we, we make, for example, during the year, we prepare with the, the nutrition department yeah. uh, different types of, uh, first of all, one in general. Yeah. And I think that because at the beginning is the most yeah. important moment to, to uh, work on it because in the elite sport, I think that they have their own uh, traditions. They, own, yes, yeah. they hear, of course, and they want to improve. But yeah. I think that we have to start working with the base um, uh, categories, uh -huh. with, the, with the youngest ones. And then uh, what the nutritionists do is to, uh, for example, in the ones that we detect after uh, we check the way the height and the anthropometry uh, mm. test with the ISAC, um, uh, ISAC test, um, then we uh, have um, specific interviews to, uh, for example, we check a weekly or a diary, um, uh, how, for example, how they eat from Monday to Sunday, yeah, yeah. Uh, if they have breakfast or not, because mm -hmm. we find it that 
They go, for example, to school without having breakfast, uh, the lunch and dinner, or if they have any snack in the moment. Mm. And sometimes the ones that are um, um, overweight, or we we talk with the family too, because we we want to express it's not that uh, you are fat or you are thin. That we more we want to improve your 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 performance, and uh, because we are interested in your in the this player, and and we want to improve it. So we have to to have that message to yeah. uh, to have uh, and, yeah. and to and be it healthy. Be, yeah, okay. and it can be a sticky yeah. topic, but it's and then we take it, said. for example, now not just month by month, but yeah. or we make after two months, for example, yeah. we take it again. And for example, in the under 19 team, yes, we have uh, every day, but it's like a check of assistance. We yeah. make the we check the weight. Yeah. But then it's one uh, per month that we make the Isaac test, like the anthropometry. Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, and do you guys, uh, at a very subjective level, have them fill out like I slept, you know, eight out of ten last night, or my nutrition's been anything like that, or is that kind of not yeah. as? With the sleep, with the in the wellness questionnaire. Wellness questionnaire. Yeah, yeah. there's there's some question about sleep, yeah. sleep quality, fatigue. Yeah. Not so much about the nutrition. I think the nutrition, okay. um, as far. I think one of the changes of the last years is that there are people, nutritionists in the, yeah, in the yeah. academy, yeah. so there are people like more in charge, let's say, uh, the nutrition, it's more the nutritionist in charge of it, yeah. and the sleep comes more in the wellness question, yeah. so it's yeah. like a little bit, yeah, yeah, not yeah. I think, for example, in our case, that an under-19 team, the wellness, they, they, they um, answer the wellness with very um, specific things. Yes, I think yeah. that the elite ones yeah. don't pay that <laughs> yeah, much no. attention. Or they say, I'm very good, but maybe I, I'm very, uh, yeah. I'm tired, you know? Yeah. Also, but yeah. if we take it with us, that every day we send the, this wellness, and, and it's true that we detect, or for example, uh, was we, what we ask in the medical thing is the, for example, if you have uh, any pain in your uh, muscle pain or whatever, to, for example, to have their yeah. physiotherapy treatment, and we ask the sleep too, and sometimes it can, yeah, yeah. We, we can. You, you know that at the end of the day, especially football, uh, you are competing, not against, you are competing on Sunday or Saturday against a rival. But yeah. during the week, you are competing with your team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you cannot trust 100% yeah, the player. Yeah, because you <laughs> yeah. want to play. Yeah, want to play. exactly. So you're not going to so, quit, I'm yeah. tired. So I'm you gonna, have to yeah. be careful. Is, right. yeah. You have to. And that comes yeah. as knowing your players yeah, as you have well to know your building players, that relationship yeah. But you with see, them. You yeah. see yeah, it when, can, while they are yeah. training yeah. and when, if they are coming or not to the yeah. official room, so yeah. it, these type of things. And for example, this lifting, what we are all the time saying to them is not to be till tea, uh, too late for yes. them with a mobile yeah, phone. And and all yeah. all that Sometimes, stuff. for example, I detect before an important match when we are concentrating in a hotel, they ask me for melatonin or something yeah. to, uh, because I th- maybe they are a bit nervous or yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. all these things. As far as uh, switching back almost to the, to the strength side of things, what are just, just generally the kind of progressions that a player will go through as far as, you know, just first learning, you know, how to do a, a squat or something, uh, any movement pattern, and then what does that progress to? No, I think that the main, the main exercise since they are very young, let's say under 10 and under 11, mm-hmm. they start learning the squatting, mechanic, get into yes, the position, yeah. uh, get an ankle mobility, get yes, mobility, yeah. enable to yeah. squat, yeah. learn the deadlift, learn, yeah. and we started working just knowing 
the basic uh, Olympic lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, jerk, uh, but very easy. Snatching, yeah, like yeah, snatching, yeah. But yeah. without the load, just yes, learning yeah. like again parts of the movement or something. Yeah. And then, from once they are under 14 or under 15, yeah. or they, they are, uh, after the, the maturity offset, yeah. Yeah. they start working with the same movements, but oh, just loading. Yeah. yeah, got you. And, and is that uh, are they almost at first just ticking, you know? A bilateral squat, uh, maybe a unilateral uh, motion, a, a hinge, or a, a push, a pull. Um, what are their actual kind of exercises looking like as they no. progress to? At, for, at the beginning, they're working more bilateral. But yeah, yeah, sorry, as they progress. Uh, yeah, the they older progress, kids, you know, yeah. it's, everything is unilateral. Most yeah. of the, uh, the seventy yeah. percent of the program, uh, Bulgarian split squat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. single leg death there are a couple of main exercises, and then you always have, as a let's say, as a fitness coach. Uh, the way you organize your session. Yeah. It's not that, I don't, I don't believe that there should be like a closed program that every coach should follow. Yeah. I think you are, as a fitness coach, you have to have the responsibility to be able to change your strength program depending on your week, on your, the game you exactly, play. Yeah. Because in, 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 let's say in the Spanish schedule, it's not so fixed. So sometimes uh, you play Saturday, sometimes yeah. you play Sunday, next time you play, and especially like in the big academies, you mm -hmm. have uh, midweek yeah. tournaments. For yeah. example, we had the the semi-final and the final uh, of the Kings Cup. Yeah. Uh, the week before, uh, on, that, on that Sunday, we had the um, decision, the yeah. and then the of the uh, match of the league, and then the the uh, imagine if we have the final of the Kings Cup on Sunday, then on Monday we travel to Amsterdam mm. to have the uh, another round of the youth league, the you championship. Have, yeah. you have to we have everything. Use. Especially with the strength and conditioning, strength in the gym, a very individualized, yeah. personalized approach. Yeah. And also, you have another problem that is in football, which is quite common. That is, okay, you can teach your players since they are young, but in this kind of academies, or you get many players into the system when they are older. And, and put, you come, yeah. I don't know, you get a player from, yeah. uh, he comes with under 16, that has never, never squatted. Yeah. Or the opposite, you have a player with a perfect squatting technique because in their, in their, I don't know, in their club, they were squatting. It's not normal, but it. Yeah. But you, you so you, you have always have. Of yeah, you have to always keep adapting the level yeah. and try to introduce the players into your system. But that's even something even working with some of the national teams. Players are all over the place in different academies. Yeah. The, the ones who say are playing in college in the states are you know mm. perfectly good to go. Others have never really done one, much of it. So one it, of it, the things that I've seen, like uh, especially with the strength, because with endurance, it, okay, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's more, yeah, more or less more, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah more one way yeah. direction. But with the strength. You have very different philosophies. Yeah, you yeah. have like the as I say, people working on Olympic lifts. Mm -hmm. People working now with iso inertial uh, rotational yeah. devices. Yeah. People working with functional strength. Yeah. People working with the strength velocity curve. So you get different yeah. uh, profile uh, yeah. profiles of, of how do you guys approach that? Is it you just stick to your philosophy, whatever one the club, but to you as a, a strength coach, or is it mixed? Depending I have on a mixed player. opinion. Yeah. Okay. I have yeah. a mixed opinion. Yeah. I try to get a little bit from. Every, every yeah, everybody and, of and try yeah. to adapt the program. But yeah. in these cases, when you are in the academy, we we don't work with very heavy loads yeah. because it's very difficult. To monitor. Yeah. In, in, in one, you don't have time because you have so many games. Yeah. And secondly, not all the players are able. So yeah. you, that's yeah. why you individualize. You can yeah. have players who with experience yeah. lifting yeah. that they can go with heavy loads. Yeah. But you have to. Uh, there can be other players in the same team yeah. with lower. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just have to kind of adapt to that because again, adapt, yeah. on paper it might be one thing, but you get it in yeah. the gym and There's it also, there are no other academies working, which I think is a, a good idea, especially when they are younger, related to the, um, the pitch height velocity, mm -hmm. the age, as yeah, you said, especially velocity. when they are from 14, yeah. 13, 14 to 16. Yeah. That age groups, you have to be careful because you can have in an under 15s, uh, early mature players with uh, late mature players. Yeah, got so you. You have to be careful. Yeah, um, I want to keep your time, so only a couple <laughs> more questions. Um, I think you kind of touched on it as well, and just goes back to philosophies and stuff. What was you, the biggest difference that you found, obviously with Man City, and then going back to Spain, so the, the UK versus uh, the, Spanish the Spanish side of things? Especially was, as you said, in, related to the strength. Uh, yeah. in, in the UK, players, are more used to do isolated yeah. conditioning. Yeah. And, and, and it's the same as basketball, because in basketball it's the same. Even in Spain, professional basketball. And basketball and UK players, they are used to do one strength and conditioning session, only go to the gym, okay? One hour yeah. in the gym. Yeah. In Spain, if you go to the gym, you have to go to the field. Yeah. It's, players don't understand doing, a mixture. It's doing yeah. only Separate. in the gym. Yeah. You have to do something, but okay, but then you okay, we have out. to do football. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing in England, they tolerate it. Yeah. So, that is always something you read because it is different, you know, hearing obviously the European side of things, the UK, obviously North American, it's all slightly different in how they, yeah. they work. But you, you can find in Spain, for example, you can find like uh, top teams or elite teams yeah. that in their academy setup, they don't have a big gym, they have yeah. a very, very small yeah. facility. Yeah. So you cannot put, a, let's say, a whole team into the gym because they don't have it. Yeah. So exactly. you, you, have to be, you have to adapt what you, what you have in your environment. Got you. And so you touched on it, um, even as far as in Spain, if they're doing something in the gym, they're used to going on, out on the field. Yeah. When do they kind of, if, if yeah. it was a perfect week, there's not, you know, eight games to play. Or yeah. When do they fit in their uh, kind of gym work as far as during the day slash into training? Um, and is there a lot of activation or Normally, just work? In, in a, let's say in, in a week, imagine you play on a, on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Then they will go Monday, it will be like a recovery day, yeah. and the players that haven't played the day before, let's say half of the team, they will go on a strength. Tuesday, everybody will be off. Wednesday, everybody will start in the gym, mm -hmm. like a 45 minute session, yeah. and then go outside. And then probably you, may, you put like another small uh, piece of strength training Friday morning, gotcha. 20 minutes. So the it, players, if you haven't played, you will have one Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if you played on the Sunday, you will have two. You will have uh, Wednesday and Friday, more or less. Got you. And then last thing, yeah. just to yeah. quickly touch on, um, how important do you think, and, and how do you view kind of the softer skills of working with, uh, obviously youth players, but in academies as a strength coach, medical professional, because you need to build these relationships with people. I, it, it's not gonna be always the same as a perfectly designed program yeah. is gonna yeah. be in reality be like that. So. <laughs> How do you view that and what are kind of some strategies that you use to kind of connect with players and build that buy-in, especially in a sport like football where it is tough sometimes to sell yeah, strength and conditioning to some players? Sometimes it's difficult because it's like, but we always say that we, um, we have to try to, to work as a multidisciplinary yes, team. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, each um, type of professionals can have their own opinion or their own ideas, as uh, Javier said before. 
But I think that at the beginning of the season we we can have a an, an plan what we are how we are going to work. Yeah, yeah. And I think then it's true that you can say it like uh, the the best yeah. <laughs> the best way to do it, and then in the moment happens, and in yeah. the yeah, in the helps. But I think that we have to be honest and and to talk with, um, for example, with the coach or with the physical coach, and in the same way and and, and solve problems in the moment, not not too. Not too much. Yeah. yeah. So too far if we have in, yeah. we have to make a the difficult decision with a player, if for example is if not up to, yeah. you have to tell it like I yeah. think this is this my opinion. Then yeah. if you want to, but I think yeah, that provide I provide all the information yeah. and I must tell you the, the yeah. what I think, yeah. and then uh, we will see if we, if you. Uh, but I think that in this year maybe because we have won, maybe when we, if it, you lose, <laughs> it started problems yeah. too. Yeah. We we work very well together, and of course saying each other what yeah. we think. Yeah, I think it's also different uh, depending on the level of the players. Yeah. yeah, because when nowadays. The, let's say the physical profile of the top class players has changed yeah. and that's a, a reference, a mirror for the young players yeah. so now I think it's easier to take players to the gym yeah. because they yeah. see that they, okay, yeah. you see the image of the top yeah. players how, yeah. they, how, the, how yeah. good they are yeah. uh, everybody knows that they, that's yeah. the pathway sometimes it's not easy because at the beginning of the day uh, that half past nine in the morning or very early to go yeah. to the gym oh, yeah. So we tried, for example, we we take it in um, uh, yeah in this type of computer. Yeah. So they, who goes, who Who's not, and we give they yeah. points to, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they are managing yeah. points to then to have like yeah. a prize or something yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or apart from that, with different exercises that they make in the during the training session. Yeah. So we have to try to. Um, uh, that they um, want yeah. because we want them to yeah, come build to the yeah. gym like yeah. like build and, a culture like and, and then you have also the problem especially now that's the opposite in academy uh, you also have more uh, the time is limited in comparison to the first thing to professional yeah. Yeah. and you find that every time there are more professionals in the academy so yeah. and everybody thinks their role is the most important so you have physios you have nutritionists yeah. you have psychologists. Yeah. Uh, you have performance analysis, you have fitness coaches, strength coaches, yeah. and very limited time. And yeah. the coach and the head coach who needs what? And all of us, we want to the players to be the most time as possible, yeah. the longer in the, uh, uh, And it's professionals think that the most important so, thing is yeah. the... Yeah. the fight in at academy, in academy setup, we yeah. have different professionals. It's not so much with the players to go to the gym, it's to organize that very 15, 20 minutes yeah. you have with so many different inputs yeah. and... Okay, the player has to be focused on the uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. So that's how difficult to manage. No, definitely. Well, thank you. I really thank do appreciate you, you guys taking the time. We will cover many of these oh, things. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I just need to touch on it. It's good that you have asked this yeah, question because it reinforces what we do. Exactly. So thank you guys. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. I think we're good to go.